What about you, Chad? If you could sail anywhere and you could do it on a Disney cruise line ship, where would I'm it be? I'm just going to be happy to get to Castaway, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with some small goals here, okay? <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to a what is a special edition of the DCL Duo podcast. And I say special because we're going to call tonight's edition a joint edition along with the My DVC Points podcast. And I want to start our show by welcoming a co-host, Chad Pennycuff from My DVC Points. Welcome, Chad. Hey, Brian. Thanks. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for joining us. And Sam, thanks for having me as well. I'm, I'm excited to do this collab kind of a project. We have with us two guests, Chad, that you help us find through your Facebook group, which I got to put a plug in for. It's a great Facebook group if you are a DVC member. Fabulous place to meet other members and learn more about your membership. But Chad wrestled up two great guests for us this evening because we're going to be talking about the DVC member cruise. And so I want to start by welcoming Jonathan and Cindy to the show. Let me start with welcome, Jonathan. Hi, thanks for having me on. Yeah, thank you for coming and welcome, Cindy. Thank you very much. I'm excited. Well, we typically start with folks' Disney backgrounds, which with this audience would be quite extensive, I have a feeling. <laughs> but what I I'm going to ask is just, let me start with you, Cindy. You know, what drives your passion for Disney? I would say when I walk through those gates and walk under the train station, you can forget everything else. It doesn't matter what kind of a day you've been having. It's just a different world. And now that we are DVC members, I can go to Disneyland and not go on a ride and have a good day. Totally agree. Jonathan, what about you? Where does your passion for Disney come from? I mean, I've basically been around Disney my entire life. I think I'm the baby of the group here. <laughs> I was born in the early 80s, so right in time to grow up during the renaissance of Disney animation. So it's just always been there. We didn't have too many Disney movies that we owned. We had a, a very well-worn copy of Lady and the Tramp, thanks to me, because I watched it over and over and over. I'm a huge, huge Star Wars fan. That's my passion. When you know, Once Disney acquired Lucasfilm, it's like my world's collided, so. <laughs> Sweet. You know, I still have an old VHS copy of The Little Mermaid at my mom's house. So I, I hear what you're saying about the Disney Renaissance. I, I too am a child of the 1980s and those early 1990s were really the golden age in my opinion. So... I think I have every VHS tape known to man from Disney. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Chad, you, you've got a Disney podcast. You're big into DVC. Where did that passion start for you? It really starts from the same thing that Cindy was saying, that sense of checking into a whole new world. When I'm at Magic Kingdom at night and the park's closed and you're, the Florida heat or California sun has started to go down and you've got the music going and it's just a different world. I'm a night owl by trade. Everybody who like helps me out on the show kind of yells at me for getting emails at two and three in the morning. But for me, nighttime at Disney is where it's at. And being able to just escape and then take my family there and be able to have great vacations with them and unforgettable memories. That's what really just draws us both to Disney. You must be all about the after hours events then, Chad. Oh, love them. Love yeah. them. <laughs> Moonlight magic. Love it. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, since we've got a crossover tonight with your DVC podcast chat, I thought I'd just quickly sort of, you know, ask folks where their home resorts are. I'll, I'll just disclose our home resorts are the Grand California at Disneyland and the Riviera Resort at Walt Disney World. Jonathan, where's your home resorts for DVC? Uh, we initially bought into Saratoga Springs and then add on itis, as Chad would say, struck. <laughs> and we've since purchased contracts at both Animal Kingdom Lodge and Alani. Oh, awesome. Oh, nice. Alani. I'm really jealous. That's uh, We were just talking to a guest the other day who was telling us that Alani is basically the best thing for Disney travel, period. Well, and I think we can say on this show that that guest was Lynn Testa, yeah. so that is high praise. Yeah, so it's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> kind of a big deal. <laughs> Chad, you said your list of home resorts might be long, but what? where are your home resorts? He has extra-itis, add-on-itis. <laughs> yeah, the add-on-itis is real at my house, Brian. So, And we've been playing with it a little bit more on the trying to make some money side of it as well. So, But it starts at Bay Lake Tower and then there was, well, we could use some network points over at Saratoga Springs to use at other resorts. And then there was, oh, I love that pool at Beach Club. <laughs> yep. And then there was the, you know, it'd be really cool to go to Grand Cal every other year. Know, then Copper Creek and Polly and we're done. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's time to amputate a contract or two, to be honest with you. Yeah. Cindy, what about you? Where are your home resorts? Our first home resort is the Grand Californian. And we bought the first year that they came out. Oh, oh wow. That was a smart decision. <laughs> when when I did my tour, they were trying to sell Animal Kingdom and Bay Lake Tower with the caveat of you will be the first person to be able to buy Grand Californian and it's going to sell out so quickly. I I told the guide, I will buy, but I'll take my chances and I will wait till the Grand Californian can be sold to non-DVC members. And at that time, the minimum contract was 160 points. Wow, that's a oh, big wow. contract. But I told him I was going to have to buy 160 at Bay Lake or Animal Kingdom to get my 160 at Grand Californian. I'd rather have 320 at Grand Californian. <laughs> <laughs> we went all in. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh, wow. So we have quite a few points at the Grand Californian. And then we added on at Alani. That's where we own is both of the West Coast DVC properties. Add on this is real. If any of our research scientists are listening, once you finish finding a vaccine for COVID, we need something for the DVC members. Do we? I think I'm done. <laughs> Do we? Well, well Br Brian's been trying to get on me about once, once the new Disneyland Tower opens or once they start selling, I should say, before it even opens, he's wanting us to buy points there. You can warn. I know. I'm just not, I'm not sold yet. Well, since we're a DCL focused podcast, I do also want to find out from folks, aside from the member cruises, which we're going to talk about here in a second, what's your experience been like with DCL aside from the member cruises? How many cruises have you been on total, Jonathan, with DCL? Total, we've been on eight DCL cruises. Nice. Ooh, so close to platinum, getting close. So close. Yes. Chad, what about you? How many Disney cruises have you been on? Goose eggs. Like I was supposed to go the last two years. Last year it got canceled due to a kid's dance recital and this year got canceled due to COVID. It's on my bucket list. This member cruise is really on my bucket list. The problem that keeps me out of it is they're always when my wife is teaching. They're in an off season so we can never make them but I'm really curious and one of these days I'm going to find a way and figure out a way come heck or high water. It, 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 it's, it's like a vowed bucket list goal now. You might have to go on a regular <laughs> 
one first. So Brian and I have not been on a member cruise, but from what we hear, they're obviously amazing and we'll get into that more, but you don't want to get too, too spoiled, right? And then have to go to a regular one. We didn't take that advice. Our very first <laughs> cruise was a member cruise. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so... We've so been you were spoiled. Overspoiled, overspoiled. <laughs> what did you do the second time, Jonathan, when you get all those gifts every day? <laughs> he, he went on an inaugural sailing, 14 night Panama Canal. I'm sure it was low. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> but Cindy, how many Disney cruises have you been on? Um, we've been on three. We Our first one was a New Year's Eve cruise, and then we did the member cruise, and then we did the cruise after the marathon this year. Oh, nice. We were, we were on there with you. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, let's head over to the member cruise. So combine the love of Disney Cruise Line with DVC, DVC member cruise. Jonathan, maybe let me ask you, because you've been on three of them, do you want to kind of describe what the member cruise is kind of broadly? Yeah, absolutely. So the best way I think I can describe a member cruise, it's essentially mini D23 convention at sea because you get to experience presentations from Imagineers, from animators, from people who are directly involved in making the magic. Well, let's start with some high level details, I guess, first. I mean, first, the first question for everyone out there is probably after they listen to this episode, well, how in the heck do I get on a member cruise? So I think the first answer, right, Jonathan, is you've got to be a DVC member. I do believe that you must have a blue card to be able to turn your vacation points into reservation points, which is required for member cruises. Yeah. And I think this last time around, there wasn't enough members signing up. So I think they opened it up to cash, but I think you still had to be a blue card member in order to pay cash to get on. Yeah, I'm looking at the the website now, and it's it, it was effective March 21st of 2011. Members who did not purchase their ownership interest directly from Disney will not be able to use vacation points to make reservations for a member cruise. If a member wishes to pay entirely in cash, they must still own at least one contract with ownership interest purchased directly from Disney Vacation Development. So it sounds like if you bought in before March 2011, you can use your points on a member cruise. After March 2011, you can't, and you must have a direct contract in order to sail. So you got to be a blue card member. That's how I'm sort of interpreting. Interpreting the, the language here. No, it, you can use cash is what they're saying. Yes, but you have to have a direct contract. At least with one direct contract. Yeah, I think what, 2011, Chad, isn't that one of the dates that they kind of stripped a bunch of benefits away? Yeah, that was the very first one that they came back in and taking away the vacation points to reservation points was one of the first things that they did. You definitely have to have something there blue card wise to do this. I knew there was something in there with cash. Now, my question is, if you compare the points to the cash, what does it come out to per point? Because the last I looked on cruises, they were paying around 730 a point, which in a lot of DVC resorts barely covers the cost of your dues. Mm. Yeah, this year's cruise, which is a five night on the fantasy of the Western Caribbean, so fairly standard itinerary, it looks like it ranges from 358 points for an inside deck to stateroom. The cash rate there is just over $2,900, all the way up to a one bedroom with veranda on decks 11 or 12, which is 969 points. And this is per person, right? That's points per person for double occupancy. Yeah. Right. So you're talking almost $3,000 a person and that's a five night cruise. And that's at the, and that's at the lowest end room. So these are not cheap. The member cruises are not cheap by any means. And I just did some quick math on that, Brian, and it, that came out to around 810 a point is what they were paying you. 
if, if I heard you right and typed it right. Yeah, I think that I think that's right. I mean, I think it's always been the case that it is not a good point value to use points on a cruise. It's better typically, I think, to rent the points, take the cash and spend it on a cruise. Yeah, absolutely. And just to back up for our listeners, folks who may may not be, you know, a DVC member. So a blue card member means you either bought a DVC contract direct from Disney or you bought a resale contract earlier on in history where they still gave you a blue card membership if you bought through the resale market. Currently, if you buy through the resale market, you do not get a blue card. And so even though you're a DVC member, you're only sort of a second class member. So there's some rights and benefits that you do not get having bought a resale contract currently. And this is all very highly contentious inside the DVC community. I should play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let's 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 pick our heads up out of the technical details here and talk <laughs> about the more fun thing, which is all the great, you know, stuff you can do on a member cruise. We start with Cindy. Why don't you describe you went on as I understand the May 2019 member cruise. Where did where did that cruise go? What ship was it on? How long was the cruise? Can you can you give some background there? This was on the Wonder, and it was a five-night cruise that went from San Diego to Vancouver, BC. Oh, nice. It had two stops. We stopped at San Francisco and Victoria, BC. And it was really fun when we were in, went to San Francisco because the ship went under the Golden Gate Bridge early in the morning. And then again around dinner time when we went back out. Oh, nice. That sounds incredible. And now, Jonathan, you've been on three member cruises. If I recall correctly, 2013, you had a three-night Bahamian cruise. I'm assuming that was on the Dream or the or the Fantasy? It was on the Disney Dream. And that was not only our first Disney cruise, our first cruise ever. So. Wow. wow. We just started <laughs> off at the top. My goodness. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. And then in August, August 2014, you had another Fortnite Bahamian member cruise. And then the one I'm most interested in is this one in October, October 2016. Yeah. You had a Canada, a Canada cruise. Was that on the Wonder when it was coming back from Europe? It was on the, the Disney Magic. It was the very first cruise following the crossover westbound transatlantic. And where did it stop? Where did it stop in Canada? Uh, so we had two days at sea, and the only stop in Canada was Halifax, Nova Scotia. Cool. And you left out of New York. That must have been a really cool place to leave out of. I've never, you know, I'm from New York originally, but I've never actually sailed a cruise ship. I've, you know, sailed on, you know, the Staten Island Ferry, the Circle Line Tour of, Sta of Liberty Island, all those things, but never a cruise ship out of New York Harbor. So that's pretty right. cool. Right. And of course, we sailed very close to the Statue of Liberty and Ellis Island as we were leaving the port of Manhattan. I was going to say, Golden Gate, Statue of Liberty, y'all are killing me here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, both are pretty, pretty exciting. Yeah. It beats pretty Port Canaveral by a mile. So <laughs> <laughs> that cruise terminal at Port Canaveral is, is beautiful. Yeah. And only getting better. And only yes. getting better. Uh, yeah. Well, and you get to meet, you know, Captain Mickey or Captain Minnie in the lobby before you get on the ship. So, you know, there's some there are some pluses to leaving out of Port Canaveral, but you don't get to see the Statue of Liberty or the Golden Gate Bridge. So, Jonathan, I'm curious, how did you find out about the member cruise and what sort of attracted you to take that cruise? I mean, it was your first cruise. So so how did you learn about the member cruise and what attracted you to it? Sure. So we initially learned about the, the member cruise when we 
purchased our Saratoga Springs contract, our first contract with DVC, our vacation guide really, really did a hard sell on the member cruise and just said that it's an experience unlike any other and that if you ever have the chance, you need to take a member cruise. And Cindy, how did you learn about the member cruise? I probably heard about it from one of the many podcasts I listened to or the Disboards, one or the other. That's I think that's probably where I heard about it first. And, and what did you heard about it before you booked it? Right. Similar to what Jonathan said, just all the fun things that you would get to do, all the special things. And the way Jonathan described it as a mini D23 Expo, that's, I would imagine that this is a mini version of it. What, what are the kinds of activities that you're talking about? Before we went to San Francisco, they did a presentation on building the Walt Disney Family Museum. And oh, what I wanted to go to because that was what our court activity was. So learned a lot about it before we went. And that then that made it even more interesting. That sounds awesome. I was going to say Golden Gate Bridge and you got to go to the Walt Disney Family <laughs> Museum. Mm-hmm. Right? I figured I could go to Alcatraz anytime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't have to be on a Disney cruise to go to Alcatraz. You can you just go there on a the trip to San Francisco. <laughs> well, Jonathan, do you remember any of the special activities they've had on your cruises? Yeah. So on the 2013 member cruise, there was the highlight presentation was from Roy Patrick Disney, who oh, wow. who is whose grandfather is Roy E. Walt's brother. So there was a, a retrospective and he shared some very intimate family stories. Almost every member cruise, you'll see Disney artist and historian Stacia Martin, Bill Farmers almost, you know, pretty much on every mm-hmm. member cruise. He teaches voice classes. So if you, you know, want to sound like Goofy. You're going to learn from Goofy. all three of the disney uh, the member cruises that we've been on the final show last night is uh, always uh, with the stars of disney on broadway actually ours was the we got an early premiere of the live version of aladdin oh So that was our our highlight. Oh, wow. Yeah. So every member cruise that we were on, we got to see stars who performed in Disney on Broadway shows. We've seen Heidi Blickenstaff, who was Ursula in The Little Mermaid. I believe we saw Kissy Simmons from The Lion King. And, oh, Alton Fitzgerald White, who was the longest running Mufasa in The Mm -hmm. Lion King as well. He's been on at least two of the three. What's fascinating about this is you can get these kind of activities on a Disney cruise, like outside of a member cruise, but only on the really long cruises, only on like, I think the 10 night, maybe the nine night or longer cruises. So DVC member cruises. So Jonathan, you're on a three night, a four night. How long was the New York to Canada? Was it five? It was four night as well. So like these are short cruises. So to get this kind of extra added entertainment on a Disney cruise, you'd normally have to pay, you know, for a cruise of at least like nine or 10 nights. So that's that's pretty amazing. And what Brian's talking about is the like the Disney on Broadway performers. We did the 11 night Southern Caribbean last year in 2019. And we got Telly Leung, who uh, was Aladdin on Broadway. He was the second Aladdin on Broadway mm. and, and was in the role for about five years, I think. Wow. So, yeah. So he was amazing. And, and then we had a couple of other... Really amazing performers, Christina Bianco, who is the woman of a uh, hundred voices. She does, you know, vocal impressions. So yeah, you can get some of those in- really cool performers, but you don't 
well, one, you have to be on a really long cruise. Two, I don't think you get as many of these performers in one place. And three, you don't get these really incredible lectures or sort of behind the scenes type, you know, talks that you get on these member cruises. So that's pretty amazing. You mentioned Aladdin. When we took the member cruise out of New York, the day we returned back to Port of Manhattan, there was a special performance of Aladdin on Broadway just for DVC members. Oh, amazing. (laughs) You couldn't buy a ticket unless you were a DVC member. Uh, there was a little surprise where Jeannie mentioned using points and <laughs> members being obsessed with points. <laughs> That's awesome. Talk about talking to the crowd, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious, in, in addition to sort of these like kind of enrichment kind of activities, I'm, I'm wondering, is there anything specific to DVC that they do beyond kind of, I mean, when you're on a normal cruise, they always have the DVC presentation and you can go and learn about the new resort and sign up to, you know, buy points and all sorts of stuff. Do they do anything more in depth or more specific for DVC members? Yes. So, you know, there are multiple presentations for members, you know, just like they do on a standard Disney cruise. However, the the biggest draw to to attending a presentation while you're on the on a member cruise is to learn about the exclusive offers that are only available on that sailing. So for example, I believe it was on the New York cruise, we had two sea days. So anytime there's a sea day, there's the option for Palo Brunch. DVC had reserved one of the entire sea days. They had reserved all the brunch spots. And you could, in addition to the credits and everything that they would typically offer when you purchase a a, a contract, you also got Palo Brunch. Wow. Yum. (laughs) That's gutsy for them to stand between uh, someone and those sticky buns in Palo. (laughs) I I would not try and stand between Brian and the sticky buns. That is just, I'm going to give anyone a tip who ever goes on a cruise with Brian. Set aside the cash incentive. I'll take the sticky buns. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it doesn't take much, ladies. <laughs> did, did either of you purchase any add-on contracts on the cruise? I'm curious. We really love Palo Brunch, so that's when we purchased our Alani contract. <laughs> <laughs> oh the truth goodness. comes out. <laughs> I have no shame. I love it. We didn't purchase more points. The One of the guides we talked to, you know, kept trying to get us to go. And I told him how many points we had. And he says, yeah, you don't need to buy any more. <laughs> <laughs> they were offering a real, some really good incentives for Adventures by Disney. Well, I know the other big draw of the member cruise is that, you know, on a typical cruise, you come back to your stateroom and you might find a towel animal and some chocolates on your bed. But on a member cruise... There's usually some special goodies for members. Cindy, did you get any cool items off the member cruise that you were on? And, you know, what what kind of stuff did they give out? Yeah. Tell us about the swag. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all about the swag. Come on now. I was really hoping for one of the games that they gave out in previous ones, like DVC Monopoly. Um, We didn't get any games. We got a lot of books. We got a Toy Story 4 blanket, a backpack, Tervis mugs, some photo frames. And every day there was a print that they gave you based on the port that we were going into that would go into this photo frame. Every day, I mean, you got twice a day. In the morning after they, the stateroom host cleaned up, there was something. And then before dinner, there was something else. So twice a day, you'd come back to your room and there was something something to open and look at. Well, that beats fish extender gifts. I- <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I would be curious to see the Monopoly game because I'm trying to figure out if they made it today. Would Riviera be like Park Place and you, you know, you'd have to build more exclusive rooms or would it be that you had to pass, you head straight to Riviera and don't pass go? Right, because, that would be going uh, to jail. Yeah, because your points are now restricted to one resort only. Right, yeah. restricted points, <laughs> not pass go. You must sell your points on the resale market. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Jonathan, what kind of stuff did they give away on your crew? Right. I'm kind of shocked that they stopped doing the board games, Cindy. I, I really would have liked to have had one. They did board games on all three of our member cruises. The first one was Monopoly. I believe the second one was Scrabble. DVC, DVC theme Scrabble. That's yes. amazing. <laughs> Rofer. Rofer you, is the word. <laughs> you get bonus points if you form DVC-centric words. Oh, sweet. <laughs> so yeah, every every one of these games has a special twist. Not only, you know, the Monopoly has DVC properties on it, but yeah, Scrabble, you got bonus points for forming DVC words and you could use abbreviations. So BLT, SSR, those will get you bonus points. Points would get you points. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's uh, the one year they did Clue. Oh, I love Clue. Uh, I'm almost afraid to open them to play the games, but <laughs> usually you can visit a community hall at one of the DVC resorts and they'll typically have one of the member crews specific games that they gave away. So bucket <laughs> list right there. Yeah. Well, I can only imagine playing Clue. It was the DVC guide in the member center with the Grand Floridian contract. <laughs> with the candlestick. <laughs> yeah. How did they do that, Jonathan? What was it? Was it like, was it like the Fab Five were all the murder suspects or? <laughs> I haven't opened it yet, so I can't tell you. <laughs> oh. And another game they gave away was Jenga. Some of the blocks are different colors. So I believe they had challenges on them or questions. It's almost like trivia plus Jenga for, and it's all DVC centric. I just keep thinking of Jenga going, you know, is it Bay Lake Tower and one little thing comes out and the whole Bay Lake Tower comes down? <laughs> <laughs> that would be bad. See, I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like Jenga is kind of the meh, you know, it's like wah wah. Yeah. And then like, I think like Brian was saying, you know, who in what room, you know, you could have a lot of fun with that one. If you were to come back in and went, yeah. <laughs> was it the rope at the creepy clown slide? <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Uh, with the rubber so, chicken. <laughs> so I stand corrected. It wasn't clue. Or it was the game of life, I think. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm looking yeah. at it now. I went, I went to try and find the ones that we've gotten so the the 2016 cruise out of new york so it was the 25th anniversary of disney vacation club that year so everything that we got that year has the 25th anniversary logo on it oh cool congratulations you have four kids you now need a two-bedroom <laughs> <laughs> buy more points <laughs> i don't know chad i think there's probably a board game in here to teach you how to use your dvc membership you know um you gotta bank your points before the end of the year yeah <laughs> and rent your points and out rent your right? points right because you're gonna yeah you're you're gonna otherwise you're gonna lose points if you don't rent them out and yeah i think that's a great idea it's brilliant and then yeah. you get the ap expired card you know <laughs> <laughs> you know, and if, if anybody at DVC is actually listening right now, that idea for a clue game is a really big idea now. <laughs> it's brilliant. Don't worry, the people from DVC stopped listening like a half hour ago. <laughs> As if they were listening to start. <laughs> 
Well, Jonathan, I think the other question is, you know, aside from all the free swag that you got, did they have any like DVC specific merchandise on board the cruise? Yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, the stores are well stocked with T-shirts, pins, various, you know, Tervis cups, anything, you know, everything is going to somehow feature the the logo that was created specifically for that member cruise. Yeah, because they just know that us DVC members, we are suckers for that swag. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, Brian, that's kind of like asking, does Mickey love Minnie? You know what I'm saying? Is DVC going to have merch there? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so plenty of merch on board, as Chad was saying, not a surprise. <laughs> the sort of the big question here is, we start with you, Cindy. Is there anything you'd wish they'd done differently on the cruise? Something they didn't have on board that you were like kind of bummed about or just something you wish they'd done a little bit differently for the member cruise? Well, what I was thinking of that I wish was different is I wish it was longer because those are never long enough. The other cruise I did was seven night. Before my first Disney, I had done another cruise line for seven nights. I know that the 2015 member cruise to Alaska was seven nights. And I believe maybe it was 2018 that they did one of the Caribbean itineraries on the fantasy, which would have been seven nights as well. But they're few and far between. When you can usually spot them in advance, bloggers and folks who really can sort of pay attention to the itinerary releases can read those releases and see the whole. There's always a cruise that should be there that isn't, and it's either signaling a dry dock or some sort of maintenance for the ship, or it's the member cruise. And, you know, usually you can sort of triangulate these cruises, I think, tend to come in the off season. So you're kind of looking for that hole in the off season and people kind of spot it and say, I bet that's going to be a DVC member cruise. So... But they never come on school holidays. So I was going to say Chad's wish list for something to do differently would be a regular season cruise, right? So. Yeah, regular season cruise, something that teachers could go on. Well, to me, it looks like they're all repositioning cruises, which most cruise lines would heavily discount to get people to come in on it. But Disney seems to work with DVC. And instead of discounting it, they charge a premium for it. <laughs> That's just kind of my observation. I mean, I guess my wish would be that they actually do a member cruise on the wish when it comes out. I think that would be a fascinating opportunity. Oh, that'd be amazing. Uh, I'm yeah, sure it'll so. be a few years after it, it uh, starts sailing before they do that. Do you guys know what the itinerary is going to be for that ship? Because if it has a repositioning cruise, it's it's likely. If, if there's a lot of speculation, I think the speculation is that so the fantasy is going to start to do sailings like the dream. The dream is going to start to do something different, which people probably still stick around the Bahamas. Um, the speculation is they'll both the fantasy and the dream might end up sailing out of Miami for part of the year, I think. Although they're also expanding Port Canaveral. The wish they think is going to act a lot more like the fantasy has, although... Do, yeah, do those alternating Eastern, Western Caribbean. So yeah, do the alternating Eastern, Western Caribbean. So yeah, I don't know that there's anything definitive. With three ships coming online, there's a whole lot of possibilities. So yeah. Let me ask this question of you guys. It sounds like you enjoyed the member cruise. It sounds like you enjoyed Disney Cruise Line. Would you do another member cruise? Jonathan, you've been on three. Are you member cruised out or would you go again? Oh, absolutely. I'd go in a heartbeat if the circumstances worked out that I could take the time and, and the time of the cruise worked with my schedule. Absolutely. I, I would not hesitate. And if you, Jonathan, I'm curious, have you noticed you've gone on three? Have you noticed anything sort of changing significantly across the three that you went on? Uh, yeah, it, it seems to me that the amount of activities has gotten more and more dense and more offerings Ooh, since nice. 2013. So 2013, there were maybe three or four exclusive things that were you know, just for DVC members. I mean, 
part of that could just be because it was a three-night cruise. But the offerings in, on the New York member cruise in 2016, they had a screening of Star Wars The Force Awakens. And there was an introduction by a team member at Lucasfilm. You know, oh, he introduced cool. the movie. Don Hahn gave a presentation on for the 25th anniversary of Beauty and the Beast. And one of the gifts that we had received that cruise was they were just releasing the Blu-ray of Beauty and the Beast for the 25th anniversary. We got two autographed copies by Don Hahn. <laughs> Oh, nice. nice. So that was one of our, our stateroom gifts. And then they premiered Disney Nature, Born in China, which was the 2017 Earth Day film. You had the opportunity to see that six months early. Oh, wow. Wow. Six months. At Cabana's, they gave us a mini taste of Epcot Food and Wine Festival. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> there were Canadian dishes every single day in Cabana's. Oh, wow. That's cool. So yeah, it just the, the amount of things that you can do seems to have increased significantly through the years, which kind of makes it impossible to do everything, which I, I know Cindy had said earlier that, you know, the one thing she wishes was that the member cruises were longer. And, and I have to agree because, you know, there are times where you just can't get it all done uh, on a single member cruise. Talk about some Disney dilemmas there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cindy, what about you? Would you go again? I would go again in a heartbeat. Mostly it's kind of just schedule if it works or not. Chad, what haven't we asked about the member cruise that you would want to know as the, the sort of the DVC expert? Yeah, I want to know, how do you guys cope? Like, how do you do a no normal cruise after yeah. you've done this? Like, <laughs> I would say that even though, you know, the member cruise is is something untouchable, just, just being on a Disney cruise is enough to help me cope. As you ask, as you, you know, as you say, Chad, there's nothing like it. I mean, we've we've been on Carnival, and it just it's nothing like a Disney cruise. That just like I said, you know, at the at the top of the show, the you know the feeling that you get when you walk on board a Disney cruise, where you have a cast member announcing your family name, and you walk into that grand atrium, and you have cast members clapping your arrival, and then you see how beautiful that atrium is. It's I don't know, it just takes my breath away every single time I do it. It is an amazing experience. Chad, you're going to love it. I can't I can't wait to have you come on our show to talk after your first Disney cruise. Oh, I think the first Disney cruise is the most amazing one. Yeah, yeah for sure. I feel for like sure. it, I feel like he's just going to be I think you're just your head's going to explode. <laughs> You know, it was a killer trip because not only was it my first cruise, but Steve Creasy from DCL Podcast was also going to be on that same cruise. So <laughs> we had planned a collab episode and everything else and... COVID just like destroyed it all. Well, this has been great. It certainly bumped the member cruise to near the top of my Disney cruising bucket list and yeah. probably at the top of my DV. Well, near the top of my DVC bucket list. I think Sam would put Alani first, but yeah. But let's shift over to our rapid fire round. This is Sam's favorite part of the show. And so I'm going to throw it over to Sam for rapid fire. Sam, take it away. Awesome. Okay. So the only rule of rapid fire is there are no rules. <laughs> All right. So these are Disney centric questions. They will start out uh, as just general Disney. Then we'll hit a couple of DCL questions and then we will hit a couple of DVC questions. And we're going to include, we're going to include Chad yeah, in these questions. Here. It was gonna, oh, yes. Chad. Yes. I was going to say, and Chad, I'm going to ask you your favorites also, because I, I'm, okay. I would love to hear your favorites. Okay. So this first question, actually, I'll throw to Chad first. What is your favorite Disney or Pixar character? Mater. 
without a question. Oh, <laughs> what a great nice. character. Mater just speaks to my inner redneck. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Cindy, what about you? What is your favorite Disney or Pixar character? I would say Jiminy Cricket. Oh, always let your conscience be your guide. Jonathan, what is your favorite Disney or Pixar character? So Chad has his inner redneck. I have my inner nerd. So <laughs> Farley from from onward is is my favorite. Oh, love it. <laughs> so what I love about this show is because we're all DVC members, we're all like, these are all like deep cuts DVC characters. I love it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This, there's no Mickey Mouse here. <laughs> right, right. All right. Favorite Disney movie. Cindy, I'm going to start with you this time. I would say Moana. That's a great one. Jonathan, what about you? I can't decide between Lady and the Tramp or, or Moana. I, I'm, I, it depends on the day. Yeah. Well, you don't have to choose because there's no rules. Right? <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> there you go. All right, Chad, what is your favorite Disney or Pixar movie? Has to be, well, Disney would have to be Beauty and the Beast and Pixar would be up. So I've got them both. They're, they're two separate categories. I, I hear you. Again, no rules. So that's fine with me. <laughs> All right. Your favorite Disney song. Jonathan, this time we're going to start with you. Bella Note. Oh, very nice. Mm-hmm. Cindy, what about you? A dream is a wish your heart makes. You're so classic. I love these <laughs> answers. All right, Chad, what is your favorite Disney song? It came out for Mickey's last birthday. It's by the Decompressors. It's called It's a Good Time. Oh, nice. I know that song. All right. We're going to move to a couple of DCL focus questions. So I'm going to direct these to Cindy and Jonathan. So Cindy, what is your favorite Disney Cruise Line ship? I've been on three of them. And, and I would say the fantasy because that was our first Disney cruise. Yeah. Got to go with your first love there. All right. What about you, Jonathan? Favorite DCL ship? I agree. You never forget your first. So for <laughs> me, it's got to be the dream. Nice. <laughs> and your favorite rotational dining restaurant, Jonathan? Animators. It's it's classic. Yeah, I love animators too. What about you, Cindy? I would say, also say animators, but I also really like Tiana's Place. Yep, that's Brian's favorite. All right, favorite adult dining. Cindy, let's start with you. I've only done Paulo Brunch, so I will choose that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> it is amazing. What about you, Jonathan? Paulo Brunch. To, to steal from a commercial, the chicken parm you taste so good. <laughs> I love that. Jonathan, have you done the other meals at Paulo and Remy? We've done Paulo dinner. We've not yet experienced Remy. Well, they're all amazing, but the only right answer to that question is Paulo brunch. So congratulations. You both got it right. <laughs> they're all really amazing though. Uh, favorite onboard food, Jonathan? Shawarma. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, on the dream. I feel like that's the one that they have on the deck, right? No, it's on the it's the wonder. Oh, is yeah. it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the dream doesn't have it. What about you, Cindy? Favorite onboard food? Black truffle persets. Uh, yes. Animator's palate. Yeah. Yes. We always just tell our server we're going to make a meal of them. Yeah, <laughs> so good. All right. Bucket list cruise. So this is you want to sail there, but you want to sail there on Disney Cruise Line. And maybe Disney Cruise Line doesn't even go there right now. Uh, bucket list cruise has to be one of the adventures by Disney cruise experiences. And I think I got to give it to Alaska. 
What about you, Chad? If you could sail anywhere and you could do it on a Disney cruise line ship, where would it be? I'm just going to be happy to get the castaway, okay? <laughs> Let's start with some small goals here. Listen, okay? that's a, that, yeah, castaway is a great answer. We, we sometimes ask people what their favorite port is and we pretty much the right answer there is castaway. So yeah, not everybody answers that way, but that, that's the right answer. These next couple of questions are DVC-focused questions. So what is your favorite DVC resort? Chad, I'm going to throw this to you first. By far, Grand Californian. That walk into the theme park and to jump from your bathing suit on over to Grizzly River Rapids and then back into the pool and not have to worry about how wet you got. Phenomenal. That I have to totally agree with you. It's amazing. All right. Let's go to Jonathan next. What is your favorite DVC resort? Oh, Lonnie, hands down. It's absolutely everything you imagine it is and, and more. The the lazy river, the just being that close to the ocean in Hawaii, it's it's incredible. I'm so jealous. Gotta get there soon. All right. What about you, Cindy? Favorite DVC resort? I could choose either one of the two that were just mentioned. <laughs> Lonnie. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> that is high praise when you're comparing Grand Cal to Alani. That's that's amazing. All right. So the next question is, what is your bucket list DVC vacation? So a DVC focused vacation. What's the one that you haven't done yet that you really, really want to do? We'll start with Jonathan. This is a tough choice, but we've never stayed at any of the DVC resorts on the West Coast. So uh, whether it's the future Disneyland Tower or Grand Californian, I would love to stay in a DVC room at, at Disneyland at some point. Yeah. Uh, okay. So Cindy, you next. Bucket list DVC vacation. I would say taking a long Disney World vacation that's not connected with a run Disney race. Every time we've been to Walt Disney World, it was for a race. Have to rest a little bit before because you don't want to wear your legs out. And then we usually leave a day or two after the race. And your time is is just taken up by the, as much as I love run Disney. I'd really like to do Walt Disney World without the distraction of a race. No, I was just going to say, Cindy, it doesn't sound like you've really done Walt Disney World if you've only been there for the races and you've had the race hanging over you the whole time. No, our very first trip to Walt Disney World, we stayed with friends off property and they thought that we could do other things in Florida and only go to Disney World one day. Oh and my God. What is this crazy I talk? I said to my husband. Who are these people? You need to, love, they're not friends. We love our friends. And I said, I'm not going to stress out over this. And I don't count that as my first trip to Disney World. Yeah. Friends don't let friends not visit Disney World. Okay. <laughs> the first time we went for a race, though, we did go like the Monday before and got a little bit more time. But still, I want to do a, a true Disney World vacation. Yeah, that's just not enough time. Chad, what about you? Bucket list DVC vacation. I feel like you've probably done them all, but. Well, the one I'm biting my nails for is to see if Alani opens back up for June. I've been promoting this listener meetup. God knows how long, like two years now, we've been talking about having a listener meetup in Alani in June of 2021, right before the point chart skyrocket. And right now we're like eight weeks, nine, 10 weeks away from the seven month window opening up. And this whole state of Hawaii isn't even open up, more or less the resort. So I've got my points ready to go for a grand villa there. 
and my parents are supposed to be going with us and, and my, maybe my brother and my nephew. So I'm ready to go for that vacation. It just needs to come on board. Have they let anybody book like at the 11 month window for, for June? You can still book and you can still book 11, seven months out from now. Mm. It's just five to six weeks in advance or a month in advance. They're canceling your reservations from check-in. Yeah, I have a trip booked there for Thanksgiving this year, and it's not likely to happen. Well, we have one last question that Chad is going to actually ask. So I'll, I'll throw that over to Chad. Yeah, this is my signature question here. And if Tinkerbell were to put 2,000 pixie dusted one-time use points into your account that you could book anything in the DVC system, anything that you can spend a point on with guaranteed availability, how would you spend Tinkerbell's 2,000 points? Ooh, I know my answer. Yeah, go ahead. Why don't you guys answer that as well? All right. I would say a week at Christmas at Aulani. Any particular room? Oh, God, I hadn't even thought about that. I mean, the biggest one I could get, right? <laughs> what's Facing the, biggest, the ocean. Facing right, the what's ocean. The, what's, the, what's the grandest, you know, what is it? Three bedroom or two bedroom? Well, yeah, three yeah. bedroom, ocean view. Yeah, I'm of like, course. Obviously, I'm going to get the best one. I don't care where I'm going. Yeah, I'm like the 14th the floor, okay? Because right. these are Tinkerbell's points. She can pull right. off she can, exact right. rooms. She can pay for anything. So, yeah. I'm trying to remember, if can, can you use DVC points on an Adventures by Disney? Yes, Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I would absolutely use my points then to do an Adventures by Disney. And I want to do either the Egypt tour or the China tour. Yeah. You know what the great thing about this question is, Chad? I get to go on mine and Brian's. Well, if Brian's going to stay married, you get to go to this, right? Like, <laughs> exactly. If he, if he wants to live beyond tomorrow. <laughs> Cindy, what about you? How would you use Tinkerbell's 2,000 one-time use points? Well, I hadn't thought about Brian's idea using it on Adventures by Disney, but I would use it at the Ocean View Grand Villa at Alani. We've done a big family reunion and I just didn't want to use my points on that because you can get, I think you can almost get two, two bedrooms for the same amount of points. <laughs> and we, on that trip, we had two, two bedrooms and six studios and a hotel room. I would use, I would use it so we could have everyone up in the Ocean View Grand Villa because it is amazing. I've done the tour up there. If you if you go to Alani and you're not spending Tinkerbell's points, they do a tour of the Ocean View Grand Villa every day. And it, it's if, if nobody's staying in it, I'm sure. <laughs> I, I think they have one as a model. Oh, okay. Which I'm sure they have to send in a maid constantly to clean up all the drool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, Jonathan, how would you use Tinkerbell's 2,000 one-time use points? Okay. So, I've given this a lot of thought. So, first, I would do three nights in a cabin at uh, Copper Creek. I would hop on a flight to Vancouver, take that ABD cruise experience to Alaska. And then after that was done, I think I'd hop back on a flight down to Florida and do two nights uh, in a bungalow. Nice. You are just uh, milk and Tinkerbell for all she's worth. <laughs> I was think I was thinking single destination, but I really like your thinking, John. <laughs> you think big. I'm, I'm also surprised you didn't fit in a Grand Cal there, right? You're on the West Coast for that Alaska cruise. Why not pop down, you know, on a flight from Vancouver to John Wayne Airport in, in Orange County and just go to Disneyland for a few days and stay at Grand Cal? I don't know if I have enough points, but sure. <laughs> We'll add that to the list. 
<laughs> well, you can always supplement it with your points too, right? So. Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, okay. Two thousand so. is a lot of points. I mean, that's that's a lot of points. Well, thanks guys for coming on. This has been a really fun show and I am, like I said, drooling over going on this member cruise now. I want to stop for a second and thank Chad for letting us do this kind of collaboration with him and for helping us find these wonderful guests. Chad, how can folks out there find your show to learn more about DVC? Oh, thanks, Brian. Just search for My DVC Points in any of the podcast platforms. You'll find three different shows. We do a My DVC Points podcast, which is all shows just like this. Member interviews, member collaborations, reviews, discussions. And then every Sunday night, we host a live show that's multi-stream to Facebook and YouTube. And that's the Community Hall podcast. You'll find the audio version out there on your podcatcher as well. Or you can join us live Sunday nights, 9 o'clock Eastern. Eastern on facebook.com slash points or youtube.com slash points. And then our third show is ran by Shannon Ford and Pete Shidley, and they do a DVC newscast, which there's not a lot of news out there for DVC, but when DVC type news hits, they cover it. And it's a sporadic podcast. As, as news happens, they kind of cover it. So you can find us on any of those three platforms or mydvcpoints.com. And we're really beefing up our website right now, putting a lot of great resort info in out there, just trying to come back in and create content to serve members. Well, and you've also got a great app out there in the, uh, the, the iOS and the Android store, I believe, right, Chad? Oh, that's right. I keep forgetting about the app. Yes, you can find the app. Really cool thing about our point calculator is we built in two pretty unique features. One is a room occupancy deal. So you can say, hey, I have a family of five. What studios can I fit in? And mm. when you're new to DVC and you're learning the ropes, the app will come back in and let you selectively put that feature on there. The other thing it'll do is it'll do a stretch and splurge. And what stretch and splurge does is you can calculate your, your vacation and then hit the stretch and splurge button and it will go calculate everything else in the DVC system for you and let you know, well, you could save a few points by moving to this on a point oh. stretch level. Or for a few more points, you could try moving up to this room or it's only X amount more to go to the Grand Floridian or the Grand Californian. So it's not just about stretching points, but sometimes we really want to splurge and it'll do that for you. And then the third thing that's really cool about the app is we'll calculate out rack rate for you as well. So if you're really wondering what's the value of a DVC contract and am I going to get return on investment, we can at least estimate what rack rate is based on some numbers that Disney themselves publishes by law in most states. I think California, they don't publish it, but we get that list of published rack rate, build it into the app with the point calculator. You can check that out as well. Awesome. And just just to give another little plug for, for Chad's show, if you are considering buying into DVC, there is a ton of information out there, obviously, all over the internet about buying into DVC. But if you're looking for, you know, I really am not sure if I want to buy at Bay Lake versus Riviera, or, you know, there's some other resorts you might be considering. Chad's show ha has a bunch of different episodes on just that kind of choosing between sort of pitting resorts against each other. What are the the pluses and minuses of each? So those are some really great episodes to uh, to help you choose what resort if you're struggling on that. Yeah. And everything we do is from a DVC member's perspective. I've been publishing for just over two years now, and we've probably had over 200 people on the live shows, the podcast. It's basically if you're a member and you can articulate a viewpoint of something that you think is good or could be improved, pick up a microphone. Let's talk. Yeah. And that's great content for 
all of us to listen to. I echo Sam's comments. Chad's show is a great show. We listen to it just about every week. And uh, I have my eye on the trivia most weeks, although I can't get my fingers smooth fast enough to, uh, <laughs> to answer correctly <laughs> half the time. But just, Chad, really want to thank you one more time for uh, finding such great guests and co-hosting this with us. Uh, you've been an inspiration for our show. And so we just really loved having you on this evening. And, and Cindy and Jonathan, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your experiences with the DVC member crews. Really loved having you on and talking with you both. Thank you so much. It was, it was fun reaching back into the mental archives to relive these member cruise experiences. So that thank you. I was just going to say thank you. It has been fun. And Sam and Brian, just for the benefit of my listeners, could you tell us a little bit more about the DCL Duo podcast? Sure. So as Sam said earlier on the show, Disney Cruise Line is kind of one of our first loves. And so uh, our podcast tries to stick to Disney Cruise Line as much as we can and share stories from folks who've sailed on Disney Cruise Line. We try to bring topical shows about Disney Cruise Line. So we've had shows on dining, adults only cruising. Uh, We just had an episode this week on sailing with special needs children and autism that was uh, hitting pretty close to home for us because our son is in fact, a special needs kiddo himself. With COVID times, we've branched out a little bit, to be perfectly honest, and had some more general Disney topics. We also love exploring cruising generally and comparing different cruise experiences to Disney Cruise Line to help folks sort of assess whether Disney Cruise Line still offers the value for the premium it charges. And so the show tries to stick to Disney Cruise Line when it can, but we branch out to Disney topics all the time. Yeah, we talk about ABD as well, um, Adventures by Disney. And I've had a lot of great guests on recently. You have. Uh, we had David Koenig was on recently, who's written several books about Disneyland and Walt Disney World. We've had several folks from the unofficial guides on, Aaron Foster, Lynn Testa will be on a show recently. Uh, Famous for touring plans. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, we've been, we've been really hitting the bricks hard and trying to bring some good content. So it's been a lot of fun. And you guys have done that as well. Your guys' podcast is excellent. Highly, highly, highly recommend it. Very well done. Very well produced. Excellent show all the way around. Oh, thanks, Chad. We appreciate that. Well, I hope you enjoyed the show this evening. I know it's a little bit different for us to have kind of a co-host and a collaboration over with the My DVC Points podcast, but Chad has an awesome podcast. He is an awesome host, and he brings some really great content from the DVC side out to the community. And so I thought it would be fun to collaborate with him and learn more about the member cruise. Even if you're not a DVC member, it's a really rare cruise. It only happens once or twice a year. Lots of special stuff that occurs on those cruises. So it's kind of fun and a little voyeuristic to hear what goes on on those cruises. And it might be the tipping point to get you to buy into DVC. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed tonight's show. I suspect we'll have some more collaborators in the future. We've really enjoyed embracing this Disney podcaster community. It's a really supportive community. And so it's a lot of fun to get together with those folks and uh, create some great content together. So hope you enjoyed it. With that, I just wanted to uh, go ahead and read one of our five-star reviews on the air as we do each week. So this one comes from Chief Collins, who writes, very informative, great tips, regardless if you're a first-timer or not. I want to personally thank the DCL Duo for this great podcast and information. Even though my first cruise was a success, I missed a lot of little things on the ship. This podcast will help you not only make the most of your trip, but give you the best tricks of the trade to save time and money. During one of the recent episodes, we learned how to save time and money on a hotel. We were supposed to take a cruise in July. However, due to health emergency, we are now rebooked for this coming July. With this new knowledge, we were able to save money and make the most of our time and get a private Disney cruise bus to the port. Thanks for the DCL duo for helping me not only plan, but make the most of our second cruise and see the things we missed the first time. 
respectfully, Scott Collins. Well, thank you, Scott. Thank you for listening. Glad we could help you out there. Uh, We love sharing tips and tricks for the cruise line. So glad you're listening and glad you found some things in there to help you out. With that, I just want to say thanks everyone for listening this week. As usual, please remember to subscribe to the podcast so you can keep getting great content from the DCL Duo each week. Please also do head over to Apple Podcasts. Leave us those five-star reviews. They're really helpful in surfacing the podcast to other people who might be looking for content like ours. So please, please, please leave those reviews. They're really helpful. If you'd like to send us a question or be a guest on the show, please email us at dclduo at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media at dclduo. You can also head over to the DCL Duo channel on YouTube for even more great content. The DCL Duo podcast and blog are not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Walt Disney Company, or the Walt Disney Family of Theme Parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Walt Disney Company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or a Walt Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL Duo. Good night. Good night.